the majority of business owners probably do zero actual problem-solving thinking time. And most of their big problems don't go away. You'll just end up being distracted. So you, you need a workable plan in order to be able to get there. Your value is in the running of the business and getting it going in the right direction. If all you're doing as a business owner is, you know, sitting doing doing tasks and just moaning along with everybody else, eventually everybody's just going to fill up and go, do you know what, I'm off because this isn't ever going to change. I've got this problem in the finance I need to deal with and I've got this hiring issue I need to sort and this problem happened and this customer's then complained off the back of it. It's very, very easy to, to talk the talk of being a good business owner. It's much, much harder to walk and walk. But I've done all that thinking time to think about all of the challenges that I've got. No money's coming. Hi there, and welcome to the Leaky Bucket Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Morgan, and this is the Financial Performance Podcast for entrepreneurs looking to get a better understanding of their numbers, to plug the leaks in their business, and to move from surviving to thriving. Thank you for joining me again, Ian, for podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about how some business owners can undervalue their time. So most business owners get into business because they see a gap in um, a specific market that they think that they can do better. Um, but as time goes on, I'm guessing um, this is easier said than done. So can you go through the practical steps of how a business, how you how you become a business owner and not a business operator? Yeah, so I think firstly, Liv, you're you're absolutely right. It's very, very easy to to talk the talk of being a good business owner. It's much, much harder to, to walk the walk. And I think some of that comes back down to feeling valuable. Yeah. So I think before we just delve into those steps, I think it's just a case of going, look, you you do know how to do the job probably of the, you know, the main technical role in the business. Um, so in our case, I know how to do accounting, but I, I, I firmly believe that I have more value as a business owner than I do as an accountant. And then how, though, do I recognize the value that I'm really bringing and, and be aware of that? And I've got a number of sort of key steps that I think that's important. Uh, and these apply more for somebody who's, who started running a business as opposed to any kind of new startup. And that is to um, go over the last... Uh, four weeks worth of of your calendar, your diary, which hopefully you've been giving some degree of log of the activities and things you've been doing. If not, you, you need to start the the start of the next week and start logging that for the next four weeks uh, exactly where you spend your time. And realistically, there's a, a number of key categories. The the first of which you won't probably put in your diary, but will happen. So it's updating it after the event, and that's just being distracted, that something's crept up um, that has caused some degree of distraction. That could be chatting with a client longer than expected. It could be chatting with a colleague. It could be going onto social media. It could be just daydreaming and not getting on with whatever you're meant to be doing. There's all sorts of distractions, um, but you need to be honest about them because if you can't be honest about where your time's going, you're not going to get it fixed. So the first one is log your distractions, but they come after the event. You're not going to plan in distraction time. The The second then is the actual doing tasks, so doing technical work. So 
going either back through your diary or you know planning over the next four weeks when you look back it's how much time you've actually spent doing technical work so you where you've actually you know in my case that i've been reviewing sets of accounts or producing tax returns or checking over vat stuff or producing health check reports all of those types of tasks i need to categorize into the to the doing actual category number one to tasks three which is where we're starting to get some business owner level stuff that we're doing and that's high leverage tasks now, now, high leverage tasks are not actually tasks where you are, you're not necessarily getting high value from it at that moment in time. What you're doing is leveraging for the future. So, for example, you might go and train somebody how to do um, the health checks. Yes, talking about one of my doing tasks. So I go, how do I get one of my doing tasks? I need to train somebody to be able to do the health checks. If I can train them to do the health checks and I can get them to the level where they are at a good standard and they stuff that we can produce and send out, what I've now managed to do is reduce the number of doing tasks that I need to do because I've leveraged somebody else's time to be able to do that. So how much high leverage time was within your, your diary over the last four weeks? The other then is, is high value. So this is all the stuff where you're, you're really achieving high value. So things like having conversations with, with any joint venture partners or anything like that, uh, keeping up relationships maybe with key suppliers, um, getting feedback and that from the team and also from from clients or customers from then also doing working on strategy and tactics and implementation within the business so i've got this problem i need thinking time to be able to work out exactly what i need to do uh, and if you look at all those areas obviously distractions have absolutely no value at all um, within the business the doing tasks have a degree of value, but ultimately you can hire somebody to do those doing tasks, even if you hire somebody who's capable already, or you can hire somebody that needs a bit of training. The, the high leverage tasks are the tasks that you're, you're doing. So I suppose you can include uh, recruiting within that. So today I've done a couple of interviews and you go, that's a high leverage task because through doing those interviews, we'll then hire the appropriate people and those people will be able to take tasks off me, which in turn then will mean that I've got more time to do further high leverage or high value tasks. So then finally is the actual high value tasks and they have, they have the highest value, but, and here, here comes the bit of the, uh, the kicker, I suppose, within this is high value tasks pay in the long term, not in the short term. So the, challenge of a business owner is to go you know i can't see the value in that task i've done all that thinking time to think about all of the challenges that i've got no money's come in so actually i need to go and do in my case another set of accounts because if i do another set of accounts somebody's paying for that right now so i can see the money so definitely in the earlier stages of business you need to be doing but then as you get people doing for you now you need to be working towards those other levels so back to the practicalities right so once you've got that actual add up of all of your time over the last four weeks you then just need to work out the percentage of time you spent in each area and you're ultimately then going to get to a position where you can see how much long-term value are you really bringing to the business because if doing a technical role in your business is a you know a thirty thousand pounds a year salary for example you could hire somebody to do that at thirty thousand pounds a year 
So why are you as the business owner who could be doing tasks that are worth probably multiple six figures per year? Why are you doing a task that somebody could be hired at 30,000 pounds a year to do? And now you've got this sort of um, percentage split that hopefully you've been extremely honest with yourself on. The, the next step is to go, okay, great. I know where my split lies. What would my split, what would I like it to be? And break that down into mini chunks. Go, okay, great. So I'd like, you can, you know, maybe it'd be 90% of my time I want to spend on high value ideas. Great. But what are those high value tasks and ideas that you're going to be actually working on? So you do need to break it down and go, okay, these are the number of hours actually per week I'd spend on doing this and doing that. And the quick way to spot somebody who's got a high value, high leverage calendar versus somebody who doesn't is the number of appointments, the number of tasks. Somebody who's working on high leverage, high value tasks will usually have a smaller number of individual tasks that are for a longer period of time each. Whereas somebody who's working on lots of doing tasks will usually have lots of lots and lots of appointments or individual blockouts, but they're a small 30 minute, maybe an hour each time. So with that clarity in mind, now you can go, okay, I know what I want it to be and what I want it to look like. And I know where it is, is now. And then it comes to the obstacles. What's actually stopping you launching that diary and that calendar plan next week? And you're probably not going to be able to do it all at once because there's going to be some of those tasks within there that you're going to go, yeah, that that I can't do. So it could be, you know, I talked about um, health checks and go, actually, back to that same thing to go, but there's a training issue. So if I can actually, if I can block in some time that I can do training, I could probably make a few changes next week. I can do those training. Somebody else can then take that role on. So then the following week I can go, oh, okay, now in that time that was there, now I can do a bit more training. So you'll probably find the first shift is towards high leverage before then shifting towards high value. Um, but if you don't have the time to do the high leverage, then you're not going to make the shift from the the doing. And if you're doing and you know you should be, in fact, on the high leverage and high values, your distractions will go up because you'll be aware to go, do you know what? I'm not doing what I, I know I should be doing, uh, and, but you don't know how to get there. You'll just end up being distracted. So you, you need a workable plan in order to be able to get there. Prioritizing your time, I guess. What are some of the benefits doing with your calendar and kind of working through it like that? Yeah, so putting time aside to think is is such a hard discipline because you don't know that you're actually going to get any results. So some of the, the key problems and challenges in the business, you don't know how to fix by just hoping that it will come to you one day. You need to actually sit down and do active thinking, you know, write down and go, this is the problem I'm trying to fix. This is what I'd like the outcome to be. This is where I'm at right now. And these are the obstacles that are stopping me getting there. And then go, okay, great. What ideas have I got that would eliminate that obstacle? And if I did that, what problem would that cause? And what's the benefits and what's the pitfalls? Not enough of that time happens for, for business owners. Like full stop. The majority of business owners probably do zero uh, actual problem-solving thinking time. And most of their big problems don't go away because they're not doing anything active to, to eliminate them so it's it is really about um it is the protection of that time for the business owner to go look you have to know really how valuable you are uh, and your value is in 
the running of the business and getting it going in the right direction. Because actually, most people who come and come and work for you, right? They they want to be part of a team that's going somewhere. They want to see that there's opportunity. They want to see that um, the business is being successful. That the business owner is aware of some of the challenges and difficulties they've got, and there's actively being worked on to fix them. If all you're doing as a business owner is, you know, sitting doing doing tasks and just moaning along with everybody else, eventually everybody's just going to fed up and go, "Do you know what? I'm off because this isn't ever going to change." Um, so you might have amazing people around you, but they're probably not there to stay because they'll get frustrated at some point. Chew a business owner by being an operator rather than business owner. The ability of a business owner to to think and problem solve is it's a positive and a negative. So it's a positive in terms of that not everybody has that ability. People don't know how to, you know, that example, think through a scenario and try and test all the different options of how you could solve that. Not everybody has that ability and that's fine. So that's a real, real benefit from a business owner's perspective. And and we previously talked about ego and thinking that you're the, you're the best as a business owner. But then the challenge becomes that actually, if you think you're the best, you're actually probably not because that, that ability to try and fix things, they're probably buzzing around your head all the time. So when you're trying to be the operator, your mind's not fully on the job because you're also thinking about, oh, I've got this problem in the finance I need to deal with and I've got this hiring issue I need to sort and this problem happened and this customer's then complained off the back of it, so I need to deal with that issue. So actually, you're never at the top of the game doing the operating stuff that you need to do. You need to be free in terms of your mind to be able to think. So a real cost, I think, is that thinking you're the best, but actually you just end up producing something that's subpar in that respect because you're not fully attentive to it because you can't possibly be you know that there's these big issues that are ongoing but they need thinking time but you don't then give yourself the thinking time so those issues don't go away so then therefore you can't be a great operator i think in that in terms of yeah in terms of my own current position i think in terms of i've been there and been the, the working on the business person um and then recently fallen back into the trap of being working in the business and therefore i'm not I'm not immune to, to those sort of mistakes and doing that. I'm very, very aware of the moment, the challenges that that brings and actively working on recruiting the right people to be able to, to relieve me of the technical work that I'm currently doing. So I think actually, yeah, it's, it's being aware just to go, this isn't a one-time task and then that's it, it's done. You, you need to be able to revisit it, visit it regularly and just go, Actually, how how intentional am I being now about working on the business rather than in it? And there possibly will be times over over the growing periods, there will be times where you need to go, do you know what? I need to work in it for this bit of time. But the key thing is to go, but it's a period of time. How is that period coming to an end? Because yeah, if you just keep going on and on working in it, you're you're back to square one uh, and you're operating like a you're not operating as as the level of business that you're capable of being. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Leaky Bucket Podcast. I'd love it if you could help spread the message by clicking subscribe and leaving a review. Also, please do reach out to me on LinkedIn and let me know your thoughts on this episode. You can also find more info and links in the show notes below. See you next time.